0: Chicas y chicos. Hello and welcome, a very warm welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, spreading and sharing the supreme delight of this wonderful and fast growing game. I'm your host, Minterdial, and this podcast is brought to you by Paddle 1969, the largest manufacturer of premium paddle courts, one court for life by Paddle 1969. The Joy of Paddle is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. For more information about the network, go ahead and check out evergreenpodcast.com So this is the inaugural season of the Joy of Paddle podcast. And to start with, we're going to do an episode once every fortnight. Episodes will drop every other Wednesday at 12 noon London time. Please let us know what you think about the show by putting up a rating and review. So I'm very happy to announce for my ninth episode of the Joy of Paddle podcast, my guest is Mike Yanguas, Miguel, who comes from Malaga, Spain and began playing paddle when he was just seven years old. Now 21 years old, playing right, Mike's the 17th ranked player in the World Paddle Tour. His partner for most of this year and through the recording of this interview has been the 44-year-old, still active, doyen of paddle, Fernando Belasteguin, also known as Bella. Due to an injury to Bella's arm, Mike has now teamed up with Victor Ruiz. On the World Paddle Tour... He has a 68% win ratio. His best result this year was the Tau Ceramica Reus Costa Ruado Open 500 in Tarragona, Spain. He also has reached two other semifinals and nine quarters. He's a great guy. Enjoy this conversation with one of the stars of Paddle on the men's tour. Vamos! Mike Yangues, well, what a true honor and a privilege to have you on the Joy of Paddle. You were born and, and raised in the town, the city, a beautiful city of Malaga, a city I know so well, and um, and you've been playing paddle since the age of seven. In your own words, how would you like to describe yourself, Mike?
1: Well, uh, as a player, uh, a little bit different as, as a person. I think uh, I have a lot of uh, Sometimes, well, different type of characters. You know, in the court, uh, you have different type of characters when you get when you get uh, angry or when you are happy. But yeah. I think, uh, in well, in, in out of paddle, I, I describe myself as a very natural guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm very very normal. You no, know, very familiar and uh, that likes, likes a lot to be at home, uh, uh-huh. chilling. Uh, nice. So I, I describe myself as a very simple guy with, with, that likes to to do simple things.
0: It is funny this idea that we can have two characters because there's the the tension of the game, the the competitiveness. Of course, you have your partner, and you're and you're and you're a very public figure when it comes to this. And then then presumably what you're talking about is also the desire to have privacy and have time for yourself and and with your close friends.
1: Exactly, yeah, totally right. I think there are two different things, and you need to know how to separate. Uh, both, because if not, if you if you try to be the same, maybe it doesn't work.
0: Well, in in any event, if if paddle consumes your private life, then that's that's a trouble for the mental health and okay. and other things like that. So let's just talk about how you got into paddle at the age of seven, and what made you become a paddle player as opposed to a footballer or tennis player. Because when you're young like that, usually there are lots of little influences on you. Talk us through how you got into yeah. paddle.
1: Well, when my father met my my mother, he 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 started playing padel in Marbella, and uh, he really liked it. So when when I was born, he was like uh, when I was two to three years old, he was starting to, to develop padel and, and liking it a lot. Yeah, so when when I when I was around the age of six seven, he started playing with me. Uh, eight started like coaching a little bit, but for fun. And yeah, during that time, I was playing football and padel. But uh, I like in that moment I liked more uh, football, uh, but when uh, I was uh, 12 uh, yeah, 12, I, I decided to, to change to, to pad only uh, and to get a little bit more uh, serious now with it. So So well, that was it, uh, training me every year, improving in the tournaments, in the juniors. and that was my way. Well, you do live
0: in the in the country where there are so many more tournaments and the development of players allows for younger players to come through, learn. When did you get your first coach?
1: Well, my coach was my father hmm. during all these years until I was uh, 17 and they went to Madrid to, to try to make the step. But uh, my father was my coach during all these years. So I think my, my biggest development was with him. As a player,
0: and when was your first pro win? When talk us through when you got your first pro win.
1: My first pro win was well, my first. I remember my first World paddle Tour was in Madrid, in a club that doesn't exist now. It was uh, called uh, well in San Sebastian de los Reyes. It was called Sunset, uh, and then uh, my first pro win was in the second tournament when we uh, got the chance to pass one round. In a challenger, uh, yeah, that was how everything started. The traveling lot around, around all of Spain, playing challengers, playing first rounds of of qualies in the in the big uh, WPT that you could enter because it's difficult to enter to tournaments, and that was the the way and the roller coaster.
0: <laughs> yes, it is one of the biggest roller coaster elements of it, Mike. for me, from the outside, knowing a few of the players though, is choosing your partner. How how do you how do you go about choosing your partner? They, obviously, it's like it's almost like divorce and marriage.
1: Well, first of all, you need to be lucky because when you choose your partner, your partner wants needs to like you also, <laughs> and choose you because it's a mutual a mutual uh, uh pickup, how you say. So, yeah, I think you have to be lucky. You have to have a good connection uh, inside and also outside. No, because I think you have to share lots of things in the day to day with your partner and you need to have a good connection. And I think then when you choose uh, or you start playing, you need to well, (laughs) make good results.
0: Yeah, because it's not, it's one thing to like each other, you know, and hey, you're a great guy, enjoy you. It's another thing to be complimentary on the, on the the pitch and on the, and how does you, how do you gauge that? That must be such a, a subtle nuanced thing to be able to do.
1: Well, you need to try to concentrate on yourself. If you're very focused on your partner, then the the, the situation is not going to be good. I think both have to do their part well, take care of themselves, be professional, and then in the court uh, be complementary. You know, uh, I think uh, Juan, Juan Martin and Bella are the best example. So, well, I think uh, that's the key, no, to succeed in a in a partnership in in Padre.
0: Well, that's a great insight, Mike. Thank you for that.
1: You're welcome.
0: What about playing right? When did when did that happen? I mean, I am you know, let's say you and I were playing, um, I would make you play left
1: <laughs> because <laughs> maybe because of the of the of the height, not not because of the level. Well,
0: i both. I'm afraid. Let's well, say I, I'm am smaller, having met you, and um, and and slower, <laughs> not as strong. But when did you? How did you decide? To become a right-hand player.
1: When I was fifteen, I had an injury that is very common in football players. It's called a pubalgia. It's a, a little bit of in the hip. You have like a, one leg a little bit uh, taller than the other. So you, mm. you and when I when I tried in the in the in the right side movements, my 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 hip and my 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 abductor was suffering much less, and I could play very good when I was in the top of the injury. So I decided to change, and then I I. I assumed uh, in the, in the months that my level was higher in that in hmm. that uh, in that position and I was playing really well. Uh, so I, I I decided to be yeah, a right hand player from one day to another because I talked with my father and we 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 went to the idea that there are not so many right handed players that were tall. So it was like a, a generational change in that in that uh, little uh, I mean junior. Uh, competition, not, not in the change that, for example, LeBron made because he, he went to the, the drive when he was three in the world. I, I went to the drive when when right-hand plays when I was finishing juniors uh, starting like under 16. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was a very, very intelligent change for my part.
0: Huh. Uh, so since I, I get to play right most of the time, so I'm hopefully I'm trying to play with better players and, and more younger faster and and so i'm playing on the right and yet it's a it's a so they, they call it the dry position it's it's also typically the the central nervous system the the smart smart play trying to control and yet you are playing with a guy called bella um how does that go down what's it like to play with the legend himself
1: well saying it easy it's a day-by-day learning experience No, you need to just uh, sit down and listen <laughs> and then you learn it's very easy to learn with him. he he makes things very simple, just work hard, take care of yourself, be professional. That's it and then well, when I watch him I, I learn a lot of things. He's very very uh constant he doesn't lose time with with silly things. he goes very focused to the work and that's because of his success on his forty four years I'm mm.
0: um, impressive eh? Yeah, yeah incredible. And congratulations on having a win with him this year. You made that happen in um where was that? Uh it was I know I know in one of the world paddle tour tournaments you won.
1: No, and... but that was that was um with Momo.
0: Oh, it was with Momo, is that right? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. We
1: won the tournament with Momo. And oh, then nice. we changed.
0: Yeah, I see. And so playing on the right, I wanted to just dig in on that. How do you see playing on the right has changed over the years? For me, it seems like it's it's a fast evolving uh, position.
1: Yeah, well, it's it has changed from being uh, the right uh, the right uh, players uh, from being more defensive and more constant, making the work for for the point to finish from the backhand side. Now to to be the ones that can smash, finish points, more aggressive. In, in one word, they will say aggressive uh, change of the game.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I've i seen that happening and it feels like it's it's very, gives value to the right-hand side somehow even more. There was always this notion of, of being the person who controls, sets up the left, and now the variety of shots, there's, it's not as necessary to hit just cross court, you're driving at, at the person in front of you, and yet it's a, it's um for example when i and i was talking with another friend a pro um how the vibora for example is is somewhat easier when you're in the backhand position because it's a little bit more natural split shot whereas when you are on the right the vibora is a is a more difficult shot i think what do you think
1: well i think it's a uh, the position of the feet for me personally is more is more easier in the in the right hand, uh, because I trained a lot, and I think you need to give a little bit more of the back to the ball. I think that's the the success of the vibora. When you put a little bit more of your back to the ball and then you twist the body at the end. But uh, I think, uh, well, uh, in my opinion, I, I I I like a lot the the on the right hand. So I can't I can't say that the in the in the backhand is more difficult. But I think it's a shot that now talking a little bit what we were saying before. It has a, a very revolutionary change in the right hand side. You can uh, smash, you 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 cross court to to win uh, different shots. If you see paddle before, it was another world. Uh, you can uh, smash from out down the line and, and 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 bring it up. I think it's a total change now. Paddle is much more aggressive uh, and much more dynamic now. Before it was much more tactical, I think, and then you have like uh, guys that uh, do things that uh, change every tactic. So That's I true. Remember. So what I think uh, you need to play with now both uh, surprising things and tactical.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is fast evolving, and you're right that what I see uh, from my perspective is the mount. For example, you're on the right. You might cross over to the left at the net, exactly. pick up, much, pick off the more, ball.
1: Much more dynamic, I would say.
0: Yeah, and so um, how would you do? What's your favorite shot? Do you have a favorite shot? I can
1: have yeah, I can have three. I think I will say the Bibora, the the drop shot, the backhand drop shot, volley, and I could say. Uh, now it's getting more. I'm getting more favor in my the smash. I think I'm improving mm. a little bit better, so I I I can mention it on the top three.
0: Yeah, I love it. And when you talk, when you hit a drop shot. Is it? Some, I mean, because I, I play a lot, and uh, you know, sometimes the pace is fast. And you're rushing around. Do you, do you sometimes premeditate the drop shot in your mind, or is it something that you just invent as it comes?
1: Yeah, well, you invent as it comes, and you you have to be very relaxed to do it when you're in a match. Very tension is not gonna go. If you are with a lot of confidence and very relaxed with the wrist, you can do ten a match. But if not. I have played matches with I'm quite tension, and it's much more difficult to, to do the, the shots.
0: Yeah, and especially when you got over your shoulder, a guy saying, Mike.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right? Okay. Golden point."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, so speaking of golden points, um, the, the recent, this is being recorded just a few days after the, the announcement. Of the merger between Premier and World Paddle yeah. Tour, um, first of all, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I think it's going to be a very important uh, change for paddle, for players, for for brands, for for paddle world generally. I think we don't need to forget about World Paddle Tour because they did a great job these ten years. They mm-hmm. they took paddle to the next level, so we need to say very big thanks to them. But now talking about Premier, I think they they're going to do the necessary change that paddle needs. You know? uh, I don't know if it's good saying it, but we have to be more similar to tennis in, lo- in lots of ways. Uh, this needs to get much more professional. So I think uh, with Premier, they understand a little bit how everything works. Uh, uh, in tournaments, we're going to play in emblem- emblematic places. Uh, Roland Garros, uh, maybe soon... Uh, well, no Roland Garros. We play in Rome, uh, Acapulco, uh, Doha. It's unbelievable. Milan,
0: I Flushing, think, and uh, Flushing Meadow.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, we we're gonna play in places that are incredible. Uh, so Egypt. So we need to know that that's uh, something unbelievable for Padel. Only I mean, ten years ago, five years ago, we wouldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, who would have thought? The boy from Malaga, right? Traveling yeah. the world.
1: Well, it's it's a mix from Malaga and Granada. Eh? Oh, right Granada. We, we call, I was born in Malaga. We have a house in Marbella, but I have, uh, we have a house where I have been uh, raised. It's in, in Motril. It's like in the, the beach of Granada.
0: Oh, of course. The beautiful town, La Alhambra yeah. of Granada. Very close.
1: very close. No, but well, yes. Yeah, so, so I think it's going to be a very, very great very positive impact for... For everyone that uh, surrounds uh, paddle world, I think even podcast, everything is gonna go, boom. So yep. I, I, I
0: expect. Good. I'm thinking the same. The joy of the paddle on the front lines with you yeah, guys. I, I, um,
1: I excellent.
0: So um, one of the things that's in, in of intrigue, I, I spoke to Juanjo, our, our mutual friend, Gutierrez, about this: Golden Point or Deuce? I think Deuce. This- I like more juice, and is that going to be the future? Yeah. Well, um, all right. And uh, why why do, why do you prefer juice? Why do you prefer juice versus the golden point?
1: In my opinion, is more re- realistic. If you are playing better than your opponent, um, you have much more percentage to win. That if you're wow. playing worse, maybe you have lucky one point. It's, I think percentages in, in in sport are very important and with juice an advantage is it's much more uh, accurate when when, yeah. when you see that a couple is playing better than the other to win right. I think it's more much better.
0: yeah so I mean I, I I look at squash for example when you're at squash and you're at uh when back in the old days let's say there were, when we used to play up to 15 in America you had a choice of having three points or five points so if if you're a better team then you choose five if you're a less good team you chose three to try to you know get the lucky shot the lucky bounce the Absolutely. one that hits the net or something like that a little earlier i was talking about uh flushing meadow um i'm a a, a damn yank as they say um and america have you uh, had any time to look at think about the pro paddle league in america is that something that's on your radar or not at all
1: Ah, probably. I saw lots of things. Uh, I think it's a it's a success. It's, they are doing very great things. I think that if paddle touches America the right way, it's gonna be much better than pickleball. <laughs> oh, because... amen! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, because it's a uh, it's uh, you can't compare. I mean, with all respect, I think it's uh, a much more dynamic. You play paddle and you play pickleball, and I think pickleball is is nice, but in paddle you have much more variants, much more different things it's a real sport yeah well i don't say if it's a real or not but the i think that the how 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 paddle works in america can fit it can feel very very good and also it's starting to go in a very incredible way well i
0: i just uh, before this one goes live i've already had a fun conversation and recording with marcos del pilar the commissioner of the pro paddle league in America, okay. so this is something that I'm trying to promote as well. Because if America gets hold of this, it's going to open up all sorts of avenues for you, the pro pros. I think.
1: I think also, yeah, but uh, I think I think it's going to be incredible, actually. And of course, I want to t- try also pickle, but I never tried that. But uh, for paddle, I think it's going to be explosive, uh, and also uh, I know some the players you know, of other sports that are very big uh, and they are choosing paddles. So I think it's going to be awesome.
0: Let's do it. So um, I wanted to uh, ask you about your play as well. There's um, one of the things that's really intriguing for me in terms of learning about paddle tennis is when things aren't going well. You were talking about before having tension in your wrist and you know not maybe you don't have the sensations, la sentacion. How do you, how do you, Go about adjusting for that when you're in this moment, like oh damn, I missed that shot; should have made it. That's an easy shot. How do you adjust in mid-flow? What are the what are the processes that you use, Mike?
1: Well, I think that when everything goes good, you need to not try to change. I'm very uh, meticulous with the things, so so when I'm doing something right, I try to to do the same. But uh, if I can tell you about my game, I try to play well before the game. I say to myself, okay, you're gonna do everything you. You can to to win playing very very relaxed. So if you if you do it, and you lose, you are with the, your your inside. It's 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 good because you did everything that you could to win. So that's my game. I play very relaxed. Try to to do my best shots every time and play aggressive. So I think that's the key.
0: And what about when you're when you're not doing so well? Where you know, oh shoot, you know, you relax, but you your your shots aren't executing like you'd wish. How do you you? Is it a conversation with Bella? Is it a conversation with you or the coach? How do you? I mean, because we all have these days when we're not quite as good as yesterday, or you know, we want to play better.
1: Yeah, well, you need to try to first of all, you need to try to. To make sure you understand what's going wrong, maybe you have a bad day, or that, and then as you are playing doubles, have a good connection with your partner and tell, okay, I'm not very comfortable today with this or so play so that the ball doesn't come to me uh, this way. Uh, and it's a it's a mutual thing to help each other to to try to get that that hole the, the close the, the is the easiest way as possible, no. So I think that's the key of of of, of Bella this year, no. And yeah. I think the key to play good.
0: Yeah, I think if I take away from you, Mike, the idea is that you need to identify it and then you need to communicate about it. You know, listen, you know, partner, I'm not feeling quite as strong or confident in this shot.
1: Do you have the confidence with your partner to tell him that? And that's the first point. Then continue and, and uh, try to get better and better during the game because... It's not the in a match I think you you don't you don't come back from being very bad playing or then very good you compete uh I think the the, the success is when you play bad how do you do in that uh, 30 40 minutes in the game to still be in the game alive no I think that's yeah. the key of sport when you are not in a good day how do you do to play to play the most intelligent as possible to 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 st- still be there with chances?
0: So one of the things that I am in deeply impressed with in your game, Mike, is your footwork. You have unbelievable footwork. That's what I think. I, I don't know if you agree or your coach would agree, but that's I think you have probably the most exceptional footwork of of in in the pro in the pro league.
1: Well, thank you. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that, but uh well I, I will I will take uh, make sure to take a look about my footwork. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I think yeah if, imagine if you're playing against monsters like LeBron Galan or Coyo Tapia, they are playing excellent. At least your footwork have to be the, the best uh, possible, no, but I think I have a long way also to travel yet with that because I think I need to one of the best on uh, the most things I need to improve my, my physical my physical uh game so well i'm I'm working on that
0: get that snap for the big smash what about um a shot that you're trying to improve what would how, you know is there something in your arsenal that you're trying to everything. get better
1: everything i'm trying to get whether defense the attack uh, the, the, the change of uh of shots when you have the, the ball uh, i think i'm trying to get the uh, everything better no i think you need to be very complete to to try and compete the every single game, no, because everything is very difficult. So I think that if you get very, very good at everything or the best possible, is the, the real success.
0: All right. Um getting to the last questions here, Mike, with you. One of them is about rackets. So okay. you you play with a varleon racket, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, choose choosing a racket, it, you know, back in my day, you know, like you can see in the photograph in the back, we had one racket to choose from. <sighs> The choice has gotten so much bigger, and and how do you how do you choose your racket? I mean, obviously there's a sponsorship component to it, so you have to be with a family of rackets, and then there's within the family which racket to choose. How how much do you how much time do you spend thinking about choosing and changing rackets?
1: Well, at the beginning of the year, you have the possibility to together with your brand um, see what racket. Um, it suits you the best to to play, you know, and to compete to the maximum level. Then you have to. to in my case, I don't know the rest of the players. I play with the same racket as you as you sell. But well, it's true that before getting this racket to the market, we discussed little things that I have uh, a preference here on playing, and then uh, after that, we 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 decide to to build a racket that um, helped me and also amateur players depending on the level and uh, the most amount of players to play uh, comfortable with the racket. So I think it's a, uh, it's a very, very good racket for someone, in my opinion, in the Barlin one, but uh, I think also it's for, for, for players that are not uh, professional.
0: All right. So, cause it's, it's available for retail. So if exactly. someone want, wanted to get your Valian racket, wh- what sort of player should they be to be able to slip into it? A Mike Angus, a smaller Mike Angus?
1: <laughs> Well, I I I think no, but I think that they are. You need to have you need to have a, a little advanced level. I mean, you have you need to have a a clear knowledge of the game. You I I don't recommend it to players that are just starting to play and get my racket. But I think you have to do. Uh, well, you have the, the possibility to get the winter racket in, in. For example, where do you live? I live in if London. London, in London. For example, in London, there's a little bit maybe. Uh, colder than in I say Malaga in, in winter maybe with the with the winter racket you are more comfortable with the summer edition. For example, when I come to Malaga I need to play all the year with the summer edition because normally you have 20 degrees the whole year. So that's the difference, no and I think you have the possibilities, but yeah I would say that with an advanced level it's better. A little bit advanced.
0: Well I know the the guy Fran who uh is the importer of Farleon in, in England. So uh,
1: I I know I, I met him the other day in Madrid very nice guy.
0: Francisco. Well, Oh, yeah, he's a lovely, a lovely man. I played with him just last week. Um, so, listen, Mike, this is the Joy of Paddle uh, podcast. What is the funniest moment that you've ever thought? What comes to mind if you think about a funny moment on a paddle court?
1: Well, this year we have, with Vela, we're having lots of funny times. and like, He's very funny. So, uh, I don't know if I can tell all of them, but... Uh... Yeah. Uh, when I see, sometimes we, we we laugh about the. We we, we get the. Um, I I say that he has a very very big head. He he tells me I have very big nose, so I get all the grief <laughs> from him. <laughs> now we're all the time having having fun, so it's, it's very it's very funny. Um, if I can tell you an anecdote, um, I don't I don't remember now a very funny one, but also with with Miguel Lamperti, you can. Have like thirty thousand. I have very, a a very big, very very funny one that I, I remember now with Miguel in the in Sweden. When you go to bed in the the the, the how do you say it? the thing that you get in the bed the sheets
0: the sheets the sheets the
1: sheets, uh, yeah. the the, the, tabana, the sheets they're they are different they, the Swedish people they do it like squares so when you when you go to sleep if you don't put the the, the, the sheets well eh uh, the sheets well they they your your legs get <laughs> out. And you were very cold, so Miguelito at four in the morning he was screaming, "What was this?" <laughs> he, he was getting a cold, and at four in the morning, you can imagine, it was very funny. Sure. But, well, uh,
0: Lamb Lem, Lem, Lem is a funny guy. You, you need to try
1: to you need to try to to, to bring him. You will you will have a fun.
0: I certainly will try. That's a great idea. And um, when you when you're talking on the court, it's interesting. There's the there's the communications during the the point, but then there's the communications between points. And, yeah. and presumably, sometimes it's good to bring a little levity in the in the middle of the keep you relaxed between points.
1: Yeah, I think it's it. You mean communication on between the the? I think it's it's sometimes. Uh, when you finish the point, go to your partner and talk about the next point. I think it's very useful, no? Because maybe it relaxes mentally. So and you and you know exactly what the other things to start the next point. So I think it's an advantage.
0: All right, Miguel. Last question, Mike. What is your ambition? Where where? What's the future hold for Mike uh, Mike Yanguas?
1: Of course, everyone wants to be the number one. But my ambition is that uh, if one day I finish my career successfully and uh, I. I I think I'm in the way, but long, long way to go. Also, uh, I, I would like to everyone to to remember me as a, as a good guy. That's my ambition, and uh, and as a guy that works hard for for his dream. Then, if he, if he success, and if he because success is very uh, in 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 interrogation. You don't you don't know what success. Is. But uh, when I finish my career, my idea is to to, to everyone to tell. Uh, to remember that I was a, a guy that worked hard and a, and a good and a good guy, nothing, nothing more.
0: Those are good values, Mike.
1: Good values, yeah.
0: <laughs> Muchísimas gracias. It Thank was you. a Thank total you. pleasure, Mike. Good luck with everything. Luck. I'll be following you. I hope to see you in Paris.
1: Ah, if you are coming to Paris, we we see each other. You will I come, so. no?
0: I am. I, I booked. Okay. A, I'm the semifinals and the finals. So you better will, keep playing, sir. We will
1: <laughs> try. We will try. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike. See you, see you very soon.
0: Thank you. Bye. So, I hope you've enjoyed this Joy of Paddle episode. Please don't forget to subscribe to be the first in queue for the next episode. And if you like what you hear, please do share around with other paddle aficionados. This is a sport that deserves to be played by absolutely everyone. And if you've got a story that you'd like to share, please send me an email or, a, better yet, a voice note at n mintadial at gmail.com with that thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of the joy of paddle podcast vamos hey there my name is michael laminato and this is pit pass f1